everyone has a story that they can use to help or encourage others. Today, our guest, Stefan Hicks, tells us part of his story and how what he missed in life has driven him to mentor men who have their own gaps. How might God use your story to help others? Stefan, welcome to the Nobleman Podcast. Good morning, Mike. Thank you for inviting me. I'm so glad to have you. We've uh, we've known each other for probably 10 or 12 years, I would think, and and kind of labored in this field together in various times and ways. Is that correct? Uh, how about 14? Is it really? Did you go back and look it up? I just remember. Okay. That's awesome. I so I when did we meet? When when I was at that retreat at um at Bishop Gerald Glenn's church we actually met through uh bishop husband when we were doing an event called the sun summit back then and i was the organizer and that that was my introduction to you okay wow that was a long time ago well that's fun well man god has had you on a journey where you are investing strategically and intentionally in young men in a lot of different ways so tell me about my brother's keeper and what your vision your ministry your purpose and and so forth is with your ministry well my brother's keeper is an organization that i started back in 2009 um, it's an organization that really I started basically uh, out of the needs of my own and trying to heal myself. Um, I was actually in my 40s and uh, early 50s, and I still was struggling as to what it meant to be a man. Um, and really, um, my background, uh, having been, you know, drop a high school dropout, uh, having been incarcerated, having been homeless. Um, uh, those different things help to um, shape me, and I need a healing from those things. And so I decided to just uh, invest in some men and invite some guys over to my house and say, listen, I, I, I'm interested in taking a journey and learning about what it means to be a man, but not just a man, but a man of God. And uh, God began to put people in place. And I met a gentleman named Mike Young who introduced me to a curriculum called the Quest for Authentic Manhood. And that was the very first curriculum that I used. And I invited six guys over and we started having a blast. And before I knew it, they started inviting their friends. And little did I know that inviting six guys over to my home would grow into a nonprofit organization. That's just crazy cool. And it's amazing how God works in the midst of all of that. And I tell folks a lot of times that men like Robert Lewis and authors of books that I've read, Steve Farrar and others, have discipled me and mentored me through their resources. And so it sounds like um, it, at least Robert was a mentor for you through the quest for authentic manhood. Would you say that that's true? I would say that's absolutely true. And you know, sometimes these mentoring relationships take place and, you know, you don't really view it as a mentoring relationship. But, you know, I was seeking something at that point and he had something to offer. And so, you know, it was able to coach me into launching what we've been able to do. Yeah. Now, were there other were there other guys who were pouring into you? You mentioned Bishop Husband and there are some other guys. So were there other some some flesh and bone guys that were coming alongside you at that time as well to, to help walk through that season? 
Well, you know, honestly, Mike, to be real with you, I haven't had many mentors. Uh, the mentors that I had, particularly at a young age, um, were mentors who were mentoring me in the wrong things. Yep. <laughs> and it's really when I got serious about my journey and my relationship with the Lord that um, I really began to see mentors who that would invest in me, who would uh, point me towards resources, who cared about me. Um, mm -hmm. and, and that became really important and set the groundwork for my mentoring. And, you know, that's the style that I wanted to take. So your your work with My Brother's Keeper and your mentoring of young men there comes not out of what you received as a young man, but really what you did not receive and wished you could have had. Uh, is, is that a fair statement? Would that you is, agree with that? That is a very fair statement. And, you know, as you get older, you begin to recognize, you know, different things that that make a difference in a person's life. And my journey probably would have been different had I had those things. But nonetheless, I, I, I'm proud of the journey that I did take. Yeah, you know what? I appreciate you saying that. I, I was talking with some guys last night, and and you know, a couple of them have been through multiple divorces. They've had um, substance abuse issues, and they said, "I I am not proud of or excited about where I've been, but those experiences, as difficult as they were, God has redeemed them and brought me through them, and given me opportunity through them to invest in other folks." Uh, number one, to encourage them to not go down the road that I've been on, mm -hmm. but folks who are on that road to be able to have conversations with them, encourage them and say, God has a path for you and a way out of this. And his name is Jesus Christ. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's really interesting that, that, um, you know, we have coaches and things. Uh, we'll, we'll approach our job as an example. And, you know, we have a supervisor in a, in a sense, a supervisor is a form of mentor. Um, they're helping guide you through um, your skills and so forth to be more productive um, on your job. And interestingly enough, we don't have enough life coaches or life mentors who are sharing uh, life skills. And, you know, as men, I think we are we should be preparing our children and other others as well um, for the walk of life. And, and, you know, even at this age, I'm 61 there's still things that I haven't encountered yet. And so I need to have a mentor ahead of me uh, so that when I come into different situations, how do I navigate that based upon your experiences and, 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 and wisdom? Yeah. The one thing we should never do is say, I've got it all figured out. I think is that is, <laughs> well, you because know, as soon as oh, we say that we're going to get blindsided by something that we didn't see coming. My mother had a saying, she said, there's no fool like an old fool. <laughs> <laughs> I believe it. Hey, listen, so, so you talked about um, things that you wished you had known and you're still learning. You work with a lot of younger guys today. So tell me, give me a description of the type of young men that Stefan Hicks and my brother's keeper are working with. What's their age? What's their station in life? And, and what kinds of questions are they asking that you guys are able to speak into? Well, you know, that's really interesting, Mike. Um, we deal with the demographic age-wise, uh, young men as young as 18. Um, okay. And we start at 18 because they're legally, they're an adult. And so 
there's things that as, as an organization we don't have to do in terms of um, uh, parental consents and things like that. Um, but honestly, we go up, uh, we've had guys in their 60s as well, and we got a couple guys starting a class next week that are in their 60s. Um, but these gentlemen, man, they, they, they bring a myriad of, of problems and issues, and a lot of that stems from the lack of having a father in the home or father figures in the home. And we, we are very aware of the social ills that, that we face when children are growing up without these father figures, father role models, mentors. And so they're struggling with a lot of things, um, education, finance, trauma. Trauma is a really big one. Uh, jobs. Uh, it, it, it just goes across the board. And, you know, it really requires that we really kind of be empathetic and aware of their situations and let them know that, you know, hey, this is a safe place that you can come and talk about the various things that you're dealing with. And out of that um, comes, you know, what their different needs and things are. And so we're able to point them to different resources and counselings. Yeah. So what uh, what are some specific tools and resources that you're using that are helpful to these men? So t tell me a little bit about what your process is when you engage a young man who's who's looking for some help with getting his life back in in order or trying to find some answers to questions that are just knocking him on his feet. Yeah. Well, you know, as a, we're dealing with mentoring, Mike, but. Uh, you know, most of the guys that come through us come through us under the auspices of fatherhood. Um, mm -hmm. And so, um, you know, really guys trying to find these guys or, or having them self-identify is really difficult. And so we've been able to tap into some governmental agencies who will, uh, will refer gentlemen to us. And through that, we're using a uh, national fatherhood initiative curriculum called 24-7 DAD. Uh, right. This community based 24-7 um, dad uh, teaches various life skills, uh, conflict resolution, communication skills, uh, parenting skills. And through that, um, it really is kind of a gateway, uh, great, great gateway curriculum for us to involve them into other things going deeper in terms of career planning, um, you know, co-parenting and things like that. And so um, it's it's been pretty exciting. Um, I didn't know how we were going to, you know, I didn't think know that we were going to involve e evolve into this. And so we've just kind of become the guru of fatherhood. And in that, um, one of the things I tell guys is not uh, to be a good father, you need to be a good person, first of all. Hmm. You know, I, I'm, I'm so glad we're talking about the fatherhood thing and how that has become a gateway for you I talk to churches and church leaders frequently, and one of the things I say to them is the softest place in a man's heart is the spot where he thinks about his kids. And so a guy may have a variety of personal challenges that he's facing, and his marriage may be a mess. But if you ask him if he would like some help with making better decisions personally or improving his marriage— he may respond, but he's most likely to respond to the questions about, would you like some help with being a father and wanting to do a better job? I just am with you. I find that that is a gateway 
that opens doors to a lot of other conversations. And that that is exactly right. Yeah. So you're you're using um, I, and I and I want to talk about this too because I know some churches and some Christ followers who have begun to use some of these sorts of tools because there are guys who are court mandated to go through some sort of fatherhood training. And so you get guys who have to find a way to get training as a dad. And if they don't come and participate, then they don't get to see their kids or they, they, there are other ramifications. So tell me a little bit about how some of the dynamics of that work. And then I'll unpack that a little bit more on another, with another thought. Okay. So as an example, we are, we are partnered with Henrico County. Okay. So Henrico County, we are, we're associated with the Department of Social Services, uh, foster care, uh, child support, uh, and even the courts. And so the process is that, you know, depending on what the situation is, we, we receive a referral. Uh, once the referral is received, then I personally reach out to the individuals that, that's on the referral. Um, they are required to meet with me. Um, typically nowadays, it's like we're doing right now, it's virtual. And so we schedule a virtual session. Uh, that first session is really like a counseling session uh, so that they get to know me, they get to know what my organization stands for and that we're here for them. I get to listen to their situations um, and assess what some of their other needs as opposed to just being ordered to come to a fatherhood course. And from that, we begin to put a plan together uh, to walk with that individual. Yeah. Now, I so those of you who are listening to this, I, I want to I want to help you catch a vision for something. I have guys all the time tell me that I can't get men to come to my men's ministry event. One of the things that I love that Stefan is doing and some other guys is when you tap into this, these guys have to come. You know, a lot of folks in the church will say, well, I, I don't want to be told what types of programs I have to use or resources, but what I want you to hear from Stefan is this is a gateway to build trust so that you can have conversations that move to a different level. We're talking about adults here. And so if you begin to help them meet a required need that, that, you know, they've got to go to some sort of training. If you meet that need and become a trusted resource and a trusted partner, then all of a sudden the door is open for you to have next level conversations with them that could move to the place where you get to share the gospel with them. And so I, I, I just love the fact that there are ways that we can be ministers and use different pathways that are non-traditional for the church. And, and so I would encourage you to explore some of those things. We're, we're going to give you uh, Stefan's contact information. Some of you may may want to follow up and learn more about this whole process because, man, I, are there enough of these sorts of folks out there? Or could someone participate with you and, and become a part of what My Brother's Keeper is doing? Absolutely. And, you know, word of mouth is, is huge now. You know, we've grown that reputation. So we get a lot of folks that way as well. Um, we're also in a couple of the jails as well, uh, Henrico County and Richmond City, um, as, a, as reentry is a big deal. And so we're teaching them skills inside of the jail of how they can father from inside the jail, but also preparing them for when they get out. Um, and so we've been fortunate to be able to tap into this type of source because, again, you know, no man is going to self-identify and say, I need help. 
Yeah, absolutely. So give me a story, if you can, about someone you were able to come alongside and how God used that situation for you to invest in a young man and see some transformation take place and and see him move to a different place of maybe maturity as a father and in his manhood. Yeah, I won't mention any names, but we had a gentleman a few years ago that came to us. He's originally uh, from Africa. And he had been in the States for about three or four years. Um, And he came here, he got married, and had a child. Um, Interestingly enough, uh, his marriage isn't what he thought it would be based upon his culture of coming from Africa. He was also the victim of uh, domestic violence. And having coming from a culture of, you know, in Africa, you know, that was just foreign to him. And, you know, of course, he felt humiliated frustrated, didn't know how to handle these situations. And so he came to us and first of all, we were able to get him into safe harbor. Um, You know, a lot of folks don't think about safe harbor as being a place for men, Um, but we suffer those things as well. But anyway, um, he, he completed the course. He's an engineer by trade. We've seen him progress in his career field. Um, He's actually now, uh, we actually saw him go, one of his desires is he wanted to go into the military. And so now he is part of the, the National Guard. Um, he was stationed down at Fort Lee. And so we got to go down and visit with him on, camp, on, on the fort. And we actually attended his graduation uh, when he received his, you know, at the end of, at the end of boot training. And, and so, man, he's, 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 he's doing fantastic. But, you know, we have lots of these stories, man, of, you know, guys coming to us for various reasons and uh, finding their way in life. Yeah. So one of the, the, the mission for Noble Warriors, or our vision, is that we want to see men walk with Jesus and lead well and be connected with the local church. So I know you work in a lot of programmatic scenarios. How are you connecting these young men to the local church and, and pointing them to Jesus? What does that look like? Well, um, Mike, I'm a firm believer that Jesus is inside of us. And so I point them towards myself. In other words, what I mean by that is I walk the walk that I talk. And and so I, I you know, when we talk about mentoring, part of mentoring is being that role model mm-hmm. um, and sharing with them, you know, um, how I how I navigate life and how I navigate life is 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 through the gospel. Mm-hmm. And a lot of guys based upon your walk, because you're you're caring You've meeting some of their needs. Now they trust you enough that they want to they want to go further. And so there's a couple of churches that that I attend that we are actually pointing guys to and taking guys to regularly. I actually pick guys up and take them. There you go. Yeah, I love. Uh, so First Corinthians eleven one, Paul says, "Follow me as I follow the example of Christ." Yeah. And so that is a critical verse. I think every guy should be aware of that, should memorize it, should be seeking to live in such a way that when people see him, they see Christ in action. Let me let me jump to another thing. I, something on your Facebook page caught my attention just recently, and uh, I think it's called Mentor Virginia, and it looks like this is a, and correct me if I'm wrong on the name, but it looks like this is another sort of strategy for you to hone some mentoring skills and then employ them in various contexts to invest in the next generation. So t- tell me about, about that program that, uh, that I saw that you were part of. Well, Mentor Virginia is a statewide resource 
Uh, okay. And particularly, they, they specialize in training of mentors and providing mentor resources. Um, and so I've been affiliated with them probably about four or five years myself. And they will offer various uh, courses and things like that. And for me, sometimes, you know, I've been doing this, this work for a while. Um, and like you said earlier, there's still always things that you can learn. And so this particular class that they were offering was on the uh, effective elements of, of mentoring practice. And it just sounded, it sounded exciting to me. And so I got involved. But what I learned, though, man, was that our organization was practicing a lot of the processes. We just didn't have a lot of the processes documented. Right. So, um, you know, for an organization like mine, you know, the credibility and integrity of our organization is very important to me. And so it, it, it made me it forced me to go back and put into place some practical processes about mentoring matches, uh, uh, things like that. Uh, what is the process for grievances and all sorts of things. And, man, it was just phenomenal. So that course was really about uh, training for someone like you who's running a program. Gotcha. Practitioners, yeah. Now, do they do uh, mentoring training for guys who are who are just trying to figure out how to yeah. get started with yes. this? Okay, gotcha. And so now I, I think I may have saw seen that they try to connect mentors with local schools and things like that, and so you could you could find a ministry opportunity in a school and – and have a more credible opportunity if you say, I've, I've tr been trained by Mentor Virginia. That's absolutely correct. And I actually, I actually send some of guys that are interested in mentoring for us. That's really my basic training. I send them to Mentor Virginia to get their basic right. training. I love it. You're outsourcing that stuff. That's a great idea. Now, do you have guys who come through what you're doing at My Brother's Keeper and they're, they're making progress, they're standing on solid ground, they're seeing some good things happen, and then what is their posture toward turning around and helping someone else? Are you seeing this multiplied, the efforts that you're putting in to, to these guys? We are. And, and honestly, Mike, we have to figure out how to do a better job of it um, we have guys that are interested, um, you know, because we're kind of small, I, I, I don't have, you know, kind of staffing at times to some of them are business owners and things like that. And so with our alumni component, they come back and speak and encourage the guys. Uh, they may give a talk on entrepreneurship and things like that. And so although we haven't done a great job of it, we are we do have those as elements of it. Right. Well, I love, you know, I was thinking about something that you said earlier made me think about 2 Corinthians, um, where it, Paul says, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of mercies and the God of all comfort, who comforts us in our affliction, so that we may be able to comfort those who are in any affliction with the comfort with which we ourselves are comforted by God. And so, God brings us peace. He brings us through hardships and hard times, not so that we can just hold on to it, but so that we have an opportunity to to share it with someone else. And so that's a big portion of what we need to be doing is is multiplying this impact, I, it yeah. sounds like. One of the scriptures that I like, Mike, is comes from Luke, and, and Jesus is talking to Peter, and he says, the devil desires to sift you like wheat, but, but I have yep. prayed for you that your faith fail not. But and now that you have been strengthened, turn and strengthen your brothers. 
Yeah, there you go. Hey, another thing that I remember seeing is you do some really cool things with guys preparing them for job interviews. And uh, so you do interview training. A lot. You work with uh, department stores and organizations to provide clothing for guys so that they're prepared for interviews. And it just gives them a sense of presence, maybe, is a, is a good word. It, it, it changes their posture when they have some confidence. So tell me a little bit about that initiative that you guys have done over the years. Well, that's, that's called Suits for Success. Okay. Uh, and Suits for Success was born uh, because I would go around to job fairs and I would notice how underdressed our young men would be. And, you know, somebody of my age and so forth was like, why don't that boy put a suit on? But God touched my heart and made me understand that he can't afford a suit. And, and so we started the program as a means of being able to provide professional clothing to them. Um, and I'm also not of the mindset of just giving things away. I, I'd like to see individuals earn them. And right. so the way that they earned them is by attending these various workshops that we offer um, they are on interviewing techniques. They're on grooming, um, how to tie a tie, which right. is huge. Um, and so they they participate in these workshops. And then at the workshop, after the end of the workshop, we just open up our clothes closet and they can take as much as they can carry. Wow, that's awesome. Well, listen, let me. I, we want to make sure that we connect folks in our show notes to your. Uh, to your website, so why don't why don't you give us that right now? What's how could folks get in touch with Stefan Hicks and my brother's keeper? Okay, well our website is www.mbkgrva.org. Um, our phone number is eight zero four four two two four zero six zero, or they can email me at mbkgrva at gmail and, of course, check us out on Facebook, LinkedIn, and Twitter. Awesome. Well, we'll put those links in the show notes and make sure folks can get in touch with you. If you were to have a request, if somebody's listening to this and they say, you know what, I would love to help out Stefan and my brother's keeper, what what are a couple of requests, ways that folks could um, support and encourage your ministry to these young men? Well, of course, financial donations are always needed. Yep. Uh, but – you know, Mike, I'm, I'm at the stage of our career where I'm doing a lot more advocacy and meaning that uh, I'm looking for resources that, that these guys need um, and increasing awareness of the importance of having fatherhood services to support our men. Um, it's, 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 it's very difficult. This is difficult work that we're doing here. Right. And uh, if we can in increase awareness about the necessity of having these resources and being open-minded. You know, uh, we talk about the gospel, but we're not giving people second, third, fourth, fifth chances. You know, we're writing them off. And so these are the things that I, I you know, I have a heart for. And if others have a heart for the same thing, please reach out to me. You know, I'll, I'll just finish with this thought. I was I was last last night, yesterday with some guys, and I got them to talk about mentors who had impacted their lives. And there were a number of variables that kept coming up. There were, there were consistent themes. But one key theme was that he walked with me through life. And what you just mentioned there, people need second, third, fourth, fifth chances. 
man, sometimes people aren't ready to make a change or they don't trust you until you've been present in their life for a while and, and shown that you're not going anywhere. And man, more and more of us lack a, the ability to trust because people move in and out of our lives so quickly. Uh, things happen quickly and we need to to be able to walk with people so that we can develop that trust and really speak into their lives. So, Stefan, thanks so much for being with us. Any final words? Yes, I also just want your listeners to know what a mentor you have been to me. Um, Mike is really one of the those guys in ministry that um, I respect. Um, I love the work that he's doing. And, and Mike invested in me. He's the first individual that, you know, really, not only did he uh, point me to resources, but he actually physically put resources in my hand. He gave to me curriculums that when I when I couldn't afford to purchase them. And so we couldn't be what we are today without Mike's help and his mentorship mm. towards me. So thank you, my friend. Oh, you're welcome. And I, I was not fishing for that. This is, this is the Lord's work. It's his resources. And uh, man, I'm so glad that God has multiplied them in your hands. And uh, so I look forward to connecting and staying in touch. And uh, Stefan, thanks again for being with us. God bless you. And folks, this is going to bring to conclusion this episode of the Noble Man Podcast. Uh, share it with a friend. Tell someone else about this and uh, listen to it. Give us, give us a great rating, and we will look forward to being in with you again next time. God bless you, folks. Bye-bye. And uh, So I look forward to connecting and staying in touch. And uh, Stefan, thanks again for being with us. God bless you. And folks, this is going to bring to conclusion this episode of the Noble Man Podcast. Uh, share it with a friend. Tell someone else about this and uh, listen to it. Give us... Give us a great rating, and we will look forward to being in with you again next time. God bless you, folks. Bye-bye.